I want to see Ailstorm play. I just hate the whole pirate subculture. Yeah, but <laughs> As if that. it's any more less valid than anything, anything else? else. I just don't like it. It's just... Dude, I, looked, I, knew, I knew nothing about either one of those bands, and then I saw a video for the Goblin Band. Yeah. Oh my god. And the, the dude's just like, he's got like a desk job, and like he's going, like he's got a crush on some girl. It's hilarious. That I can't remember the name. The name of the goblin's like Dave Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Olivia, can you tweak my EQ a little bit? Oh god! Thank you. Don't do I'm anything talking. useful. Just tweak check it. one two <laughs> one two. I'm talking. It's hard. It's hard to say check like into a microphone without doing the. What do you mean, like you, how you check your mail, or how yeah. you might like put a check in a box, <laughs> or just uh, a checkered pattern on worst. a wall? She needs to be able to hear me talk. I will then, you know, like <laughs> when you're talking. Oh, uh, because uh, she can just solo me. That's right. Yeah, She's that's got right. the whole soundboard over there. Oh, it's, it's like yeah, you can, and then I don't have to hear him talk either. <laughs> Did uh, you guys really mute me when that, I went on my chemtrail rant? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Part of it. That sounds that sounds a lot better already. Am I still muted? Yeah, yeah you are. still muted. Check one, two, talking, and that's yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> this is the first. <laughs> this is the first. Nice. So, Smitty, do you hate the pirate culture? You know, I, I don't know enough about it. I've seen the Pirates of the Caribbean film, and uh, you know, good enough. Just imagine that, but like way more Tumblr users also kind of on top of it. Like, Wait, is is it like a real thing? Like like a steampunk kind of thing? Yes, or, it's oh, geez, I had no idea. I have friends who is like metal neckbeards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like it's just a different subset. Yeah. Because Necrogobicon definitely attracts some metal. Well, and that's, but, like, like both of those guys are joke bands, which is what I like about them playing together. This is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the idea that like it's just five guys standing in the corner with like bearded braids that they set on fire, that that would be worth going to the show. If I see five guys light their faces on fire because they just fucking love Queen Anne's <laughs> revenge so goddamn much, Alex, <laughs> that would be the best. Oh. If I see that, I'm getting on the mechanical bull. <laughs> I've been thrown off of that mechanical bowl, actually. Isn't that the point? No. Isn't that how that like it ends? Like you just ride it until you don't. <laughs> I didn't, but I mean, I'm just saying. I didn't ends. ride it. I was just I was holding a Miller Light and was <laughs> summarily, like summarily, yeah. thrown off almost immediately. In yeah. other words, what happened was he thought that was a chair, and it just started to move. Little, little known uh, hidden talent. I'm actually really good at riding mechanical bulls. All right. Fun it's all. It's, Chris has got a sweet set of hips, Smitty, but I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you knew that. Oh, I'm just really good at not letting go. <laughs> what I said to my ex-girlfriend. I was just gonna please? say. I was just gonna count it. I was count oh, it. And on that note, welcome to Name Redacted Podcast. I'm Alexander Fulmer. I'm Colin Norris. I'm Chris Nielsen. And uh, with us this week is an old-time friend of ours uh, that we've known for years. Old-time. Old-time. Like ragtime. Like the Newsies. Like like big band and... and, Right, and and straw hats. Straw hats and... (laughs) Piling pianos. Suspenders and canes. Are we done? No, we're not. Okay. Yes, we're done. Um, 
<laughs> I wear suspenders. Yeah, that's right. I do. I wear suspenders anyway. Oh. But Smitty, uh, it's now your job every time you see Alex at a con if he's wearing suspenders to just snap them. <laughs> you don't even have to do. My girlfriend does it every twenty minutes. It is. <laughs> it's basically a schedule. It's just your oh, douche. Yeah, it's just does. your douche reminder. It's just. Anyway, so we have Smitty, Brian Smith. Yes. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, staying cool. It is hot outside. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It is warm. It should be noted that this is the shortest distance Skype call <laughs> that has ever <laughs> happened for us. Ever you know, done. It's so crazy. I, I guess I never came up in conversation, but like I'm, uh, you know, like a native, lifelong New Yorker. So I grew up with like subways and buses, and I, I never even learned how to drive a car. I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> And then I was like, Smitty, so when are you coming out here? And he was just like, I'm not. Fuck you, Alex. And I was like, oh, no, I, I forgot. Would never. <laughs> I would you don't ne- even have a license for the normal reason people in Greensboro and High Point don't have a license, which is usually DUI or meth possession. Uh, no. <laughs> you just don't have a license. And I yeah. kind of respect that. Yeah, it's, it's like a... I never realized how much... like You know, I play a lot of Mario Kart, so I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd be an alright driver. You just need to like tell me where the bananas are and the blue shells, and I'll be. You just hucking Coca-Cola cans at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red shell, red shell. I'm an awesome passenger. I, I, I can't get riding in cars. I can't drive a stick, but by God, if I can't make a Spotify playlist. <laughs> no. I can point out interesting things on the side of the road, you know, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, never, never had to drive. Always worked in the city. Always lived like in the city or right nearby, and. Uh, once you move someplace like this, you kind of realize, oh, yeah, you probably should learn how to drive at some point. But, hell, that's what Uber's for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Once you're past 30 and you don't know how to do just fuck it. I don't want to, like, I, I, it's too late. I don't <laughs> care anymore. I'm past 30. I don't want to drive. Do you have We're, a fear that if you learn something new, you'll forget how to draw feet? <laughs> <laughs> like, memory almost full. Something's got to go if something exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. I like I like this because uh, everybody listening at home that doesn't know Smitty's in Greensboro and we're recording in High Point, which is about well, he's like twenty minutes away from twenty us. to yeah. thirty. Yeah. yeah, and I like it because this is the first Skype call where when we're done we'll be like, okay, so we're all going to get a beer, right? And be like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> we we have people who've come in from over an hour away, and Smitty's just like, nope, gonna sit at home. Don't feel like going outside. The sun is evil. Fuck you guys. Just gonna sit right. I mean that this interview is cutting really into my new pants time. <laughs> it's so uh, hard to have laying around time when you're an adult. Yeah. So Smitty, you've worked on a lot of stuff, but what are you working on currently that some of our listeners may have seen or may be interested in picking up? Oh sure. I um let's see. I'm working on SpongeBob comics right now. Uh, I have a new book coming out from Dark Horse in November called Tree Mail. It's a 120 page graphic novel that I wrote and drew. Nice. I'm uh, really, really excited about it. I think it's, uh, I think it's the best work I've done uh, so far. I also have a book coming out in October from Lion Forge, uh, a new creator-owned title that I wrote with M.K. Reed, who is amazing, and uh, we have art from uh, Molly Knox Ostertag, who's also amazing, called uh, the Castoffs. Um, it's kind of already been described back to us <coughs> as a magical lumberjanes, which is pretty accurate. Um, okay. So, yeah, writing that, Tree Mail, uh, Mad Balls number four just wrapped up, but we're getting a hardcover collection out in October, which I'm pretty pumped about. I didn't know nice. there was The idea that they made a Mad Balls comic book. And that it's Smitty doing it. <laughs> yeah. 
I've been I've been pretty fortunate though over the course of my career to like you know things that mattered to me when I was a kid. I've actually got to work on quite a bit of it. So That's awesome. there's only a couple things that I I haven't done that I would love to do eventually. Like uh, you know maybe write a GI Joe story, but uh, you know I got to work on Turtles. I've worked on Voltron. I worked on the Headballs. Uh, editorially, I was at Marvel for like five years, so I got to work on you know like Spider Man and all those characters, and that was a blast. But yeah, it's it's I've been I've been pretty fortunate in that regard. Just right place, right time, and you know odd odd uh, job offers. <laughs> so yeah, Madballs was a ton of fun. I'm that's really great. glad that they're doing a hardcover. Yeah, that's that's cool that they're doing a hardcover because it's kind of a pulpy book, so it's cool. Yeah, that... yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, just the, it's stuck in my head now. Like Madballs is now a comic. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just read the. In the eighties, uh, Marvel did one. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Star imprint, Star Comics. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. They had like all like it was analogs to like all the Harvey characters. There, like there was Richie Rich, but Marvel had Royal Roy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there was like Planet Terry, who was like this like little kid, a space explorer. Planet Terry. Yeah. Oh God. And uh, what else did they have? They did like some of the licensed stuff, like Alf was part of the Star Comics, and uh, oh, I read the hey, I remember Willie. the Alf comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to love Alf when I was a kid. You guys know Jacob, right? My pal Jacob Chabot, a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like he revealed to me <laughs> that one of his lifelong dreams to work on is he wants to get the license to Alf and write and draw like an Alf comic. Please let me do a backup oh. on that <laughs> from the perspective of a cat. Oh my god, I know just this constant fucking terror. Yeah. Yes. Just like walking around every corner, just checking your it. shoulders. Like, I would do it. I would do it straight. I'm, I'm pitching you right now, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> just sell it as a Lovecraftian eldritch horror, black and white, Mignola style. From the perspective of fucking from the cat. perspective of yeah. the household cat from Alf. Wow. Oh my god. We can do this. <laughs> the entire last chapter takes place like within Alf's stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I want to write a story from the perspective of Alf's chair. Oh. Here's a here's a goofball story. Uh, a few years back, I actually tried to acquire for myself the license to make Hubert comics. Oh, that oh, would be so cool. Here's what happened, man. I spent like a month trying to track down who actually owned the rights to Hubert. And yeah. it, was, it was in 2011. Okay. The, the thing that I wanted to do was in 2012, you know, this whole thing with like, you know, the, the Mayan calendar and the world's going to end. Yeah. Like, Qbert, like, essentially jumps on a pyramid in the video game. So I was yeah. essentially going to make it, like, Qbert is, like, the harbinger of, like, the end of the world. Oh, God, yes! <laughs> and, like, he shows up on, like, the Mayan temples and starts, like, turning on the colors and, like, whatever else. So I'm like, oh, this is a fantastic idea. I'm going to get this off the ground. Apocalypse by color. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, this like, you know... Good. Inevitably, like, he, bef- he befriends a kid like E.T., and this kid's like, you can't destroy the world, Hubert! And he's just like, fuck, whatever, you know, he curses all that. <laughs> I love that everything Hubert says is cuss words. Yeah. I love that. That is my favorite thing. Hubert like, <laughs> speaks like an Italian. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I yeah. like that, because in the video game, it's just bleeps. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's just all censored. So <laughs> like, I, finally, I finally find out who had the license. I went to, like, I called up, like, uh, who was it, like, uh, Namco and, like, you know, uh, uh, Bandai and, like, all these places. Finally, wow. Sony has it. Sony owns Qbert. Wow. So I got somebody from Sony Licensing on the phone, and I'm, like, trying to be very official. Like, I would very much like to license your Qbert character for a line of comic books. <laughs> and the lady just completely shut me down because she's like, well, there's only, like, three or four of us that work here, and then one of us would have to read your comic, and 
And we just don't have the manpower for that. Sony's licensing office has four fucking employees. Specifically, Sony. specifically but they'll just, like but they'll just give it to the back Sam. room office like had Qbert assigned to them. Oh, the four so you're telling me that oh. that whole office was just based on Qbert and they're so loaded down with Qbert requests <laughs> that someone can't be like, let me take twenty five minutes to read this fucking guy. Wow. No, they might they might have Qbert and like Zaxxon. I don't know what else they have. They, that can't be the same place that has like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, yeah. right? Yeah. So but whatever reason that was the logic. They said that like they couldn't spare the time to read my comic. Which was, was probably really busy for waiting on pixels to come out. <laughs> yeah. that, box office monster that it was. <laughs> hey, let's shove Adam Sandler in another terrible fucking movie nobody oh, wants to man. see. You know, I wonder, are there 80s properties? Like, like Alf would be a perfect example. It's like an 80s property where the audience now is, is old enough that the property doesn't have to be family friendly anymore because it like, didn't translate. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because like, even... Yeah. Saved by the they actually Lion Forge is doing a Saved by the Bell comic. They they're doing Punky Brewster. Huh. And uh what else? They do like Knight Rider, like all these weird NBC properties yeah. somehow they got the rights to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cause I was just thinking, like, it would be cool like if Alf has no appeal to children anymore, why not just make like a red band elf comic? <laughs> oh my red god. Band. Like he just sits in his chair and makes dick jokes. And, yeah, I don't yeah. like and like calls somebody like just randomly calls somebody uh, like that's why. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Did Alf just say that? And then you're like, yeah, fuck like, it. Like, Alf's got a dirty mouth. Apparently that actually happened on the set when they were filming. No shit. I'm sure. That's awesome. I'm sure. Well, because like, uh, like Roger on American Dad is basically Alf, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so like, just if Alf was real and wasn't just a sitcom, he would be the most obscene motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think you could do like a like a Family Guy or like a Rick and Morty thing with it, and it would it would definitely play. Like it would be nostalgic for the people that remember it, and uh, you know, for nobody, if you have no preconceived idea of what Alf is, it would just be like a new beginning. Yeah, I think you guys are right. Let's get this Alf thing going. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm on board, absolutely. But just from the perspective of the cat, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't care about the rest of it. I just want to see Colin's oh. interpretation of the cat running in fear. From an alien. No, it's just backup stories. <laughs> it's just it's just three page backups and every issue. Yeah. I would love. I've, I've been watching a lot of Elf lately. That's the creepiest Research thing. for Single Seagull. Oh God, Single yeah. Seagull! Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, I love Single Seagull. It's such oh. a good idea. I'll tell I'll tell Smitty about that off air. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and start writing these backup stories <laughs> tonight. Uh, so what's new, man? What have you been doing since we... When did we see you last year? Heroes. 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 Heroes, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. I moved into a new office space, which I'm pretty excited about, uh, here in Greensboro. Did you call it the Funkatorium? Is no, the Fungin. The Fungin. The Fungin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fungin. Although Funkatorium is pretty good, too. Yeah, Fuck Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the new name-redacted studio. It's called Fuck Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's it's an awesome space, man. Like, uh, it's me and Thomas Boatwright, who you guys, I think you might know him. He's another uh, yeah. artist, comic guy. And uh, some of the dudes from Acme Comics who needed extra office space, we actually all pulled together and got, like, uh, 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 a nice set of uh, sweet offices. Nice. Hell yeah. Is that that's the picture you posted where you've got Spencer's poster on the wall? Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
That that looks like a nice space, man. That's awesome. You got any yeah. room for a recording studio in there? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> Dude, if we could do like an off-base secondary recording studio in that. Greensboro, holy hell, that would be so. Then we actually then we could, could have Smitty on for real. Like, yeah. I don't really give a shit about everybody else, but like, I just I'm pissed that Smitty lives 30 minutes away and we're on goddamn Skype. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing: if we get a recording studio in Greensboro, that becomes the recording studio. <laughs> yeah. No, this I'm not doing that. Secondary studio. No, not doing that. No. Steven at Acme has a whole setup for recording his podcast already set up in the Fungin. Yeah. Oh, nice. For he does the, uh, what do they do, the Acme Wave Projector, where they talk about, like, the week's comics. Yeah. Is that the is that the new name for the old, what was it? Because it used to just be the Acme, Acme Comics podcast. The Acme right? Cast. Yeah. yeah. Acme Cast. Yep. We saw a live recording of that at Heroes two years ago. Two years ago. ago, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's good stuff. Those guys Heroes, good. Heroes was a lot of fun, man. That was the first time I ever did that show. Yeah, huh. mm-hmm. Heroes is a great show. It's what? like it's our summer camp every you said year. This year is the first time you've done Heroes. What's that? You said this year was the first time you did Heroes. This was my first year. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, normally, well, again, like I, I don't do a ton of shows um, yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. and normally I'll like I'll hit New York Comic Con because it's always local, and like uh, the furthest south I ever went for a show was really Baltimore. Yeah. Um, which I'm doing again this year. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, they have a really good, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to that show, but it is super comic-centric. Uh, a huge list of creators. They do the Harvey Awards there every year, which is always a blast. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been. That sounds awesome, though. It's on our list, for sure. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, actually, uh, Smitty came down from New York uh, multiple years in a row to do Free Comic Book Day here in Greensboro, Yep. Uh, which is a huge trek for a fucking one-day event. <laughs> Um, but this is one of my favorite stories and I don't think we've ever actually told it on the podcast. Does he, does he even know? I don't think Smitty even knows this. (laughs) Smitty, you gave us our first like real taste at like semi-stardom. At street cred? Yeah, at street cred. So like we're standing in line and it's like the name redacted people and friends of ours and shit. And we're just standing there waiting at like seven o'clock in the goddamn morning for the doors Uh to open up for free comic book day. And as we're, like, walking up and, like, kind of standing and talking and shit, um, a couple of the employees at Acme, who know us pretty well, come by and, like, you know, start talking to us about shit. And, um, like, I flag a couple of them down. Like, Ian I flagged down, and I think Jesse I flagged down just to talk to for a minute. And then fucking, um, like, people started kind of looking around us, kind of like, what's happening? And then we're standing there, like just not paying attention to shit and Shabbat and Smitty walk by and I hear Smitty go Alex what's up man and I turn around and don't recognize Smitty at first because all of a sudden he's got this huge beard Yeah. and then I was like fuck Smitty what's up dude and like everybody in line just turns cause like people keep coming up to us and now one of the artists from the Artist's Alley free sketch thing is coming specifically to talk to us and people are like should we know these guys why are they in line? They seem like they shouldn't be in line. Are they important? Who the fuck are these it dudes? Was funny. It was so good because I just looked around and everybody was just super confused. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm important. Fuck you. Dude, I went up to you guys because I, I thought I would get some street cred. <laughs> 
I'll just talk to these locals, and then everybody will be like, oh, this guy knows what's up. This is good. It's so funny, man. I, I used to love, I, well, I still love Free Comic Book Day, but I used to love coming down here every year because I, I got to be really good friends with Steven and Jermaine and all those guys that run the shop. Yeah. And plus, they always get, like, a killer list of artists, man. Yes, and I made so many good friends. It's just, I, like, you get the time to actually sit there and talk with people, and they, they structure the day in such a way where you actually get to hang out with them afterwards, and, like, yeah. you know, you, you get to spend time with the other people you're with. Conventions are so big, like, you know, it's just like, well, you guys know, it's like just trying to meet up sometimes is like almost impossible. Like, it's, oh, we're here. It's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. So, something like that, Free Comic Book Day is always great. But now that I live here, I feel like it's like, you know, every once in a while you see like a Bigfoot, and now Bigfoot just hangs out with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That's... I'm not special at all anymore. I'm just an idiot who's always here. That, it, it does kind of feel like that like it, it slowly dawned on us like when we realized all the people we knew in the industry and like certain people flagging us down and shit yeah like the day that I realized that like I can just call Adam Hughes yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. that was just so weird I was like I just I just I could just call him <laughs> like if I want I just be like hey Adam and he'll be like hey Alex how are you oh today? wow these people actually like us they're not just willing to talk to us yeah, yeah. It, was, it was kind of fun and uh, like but from your perspective as being somebody who's like been in the industry for a while and, and been doing a lot of this stuff like you've got your own books you worked at marvel you know you've you've done all this work especially with shit like uh the intrepid escape goat and you yep. did uh stuff of legend which yep. by the way if anyone out there has not picked up either of those they're fucking amazing um but i think it, uh, from your perspective it's got to be a little different because you're talking about hanging out with Bigfoot and shit, but like you are your Bigfoot. industry, yeah, you're you're Bigfoot. Like, and I don't think you see yourself as Bigfoot. No, not at all, man, not at all. And it's so weird. I've been doing comics pretty much my entire life, right? Like, uh, I went to school for illustration, and then I interned at Marvel Comics. And I ended up working at Marvel, but like, I'm still producing like uh, kind of different things. Like, I I write some stuff, I draw some stuff. And very few people realize, because my name is so generic, that I'm the same dude. So it's like, oh, you're like, you're like, oh, Smitty, Brian Smith, right, you used to work at Marvel. Like, oh, wait, you write stuff of legend, too? So I've been able to have, like, this weird, like, anonymity, almost. Like, certain people know me as a certain thing, and other people know me as something else, so. That's kind of, that's okay. cool. You're under yeah. the radar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite having, like, a 20-year career. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Famous comic book artist, John Doe. <laughs> No, it's 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 cool though because Smitty is part of the first round of of people that really got us into doing the podcast the way we do it yeah. now. Because uh, I saw Smitty along with a lot of my other really close comic book artist and writer friends at the Greensboro Comic Con that they did for the anniversary of Acme a few years back, uh-huh. and. Smitty told me the most unbelievably like heartfelt story about trading comics on the bus. Oh and God, you remember that? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Smitty, I absolutely remember Alex, everything from that. Alex's day. brain is a steel trap. Yeah, I like I remember the conversations almost verbatim. Wow, which is weird. But between Alex and I, we seem really creepy at cons. Yeah, because we just because everybody's like, "How the fuck do you remember I had a?" pink fucking ribbon in my hand. I don't know, I just do. It was there, you said something, I looked at the ribbon, I went, ribbon. And then I just remembered. Right. Like, this is how it works. But, right. Yeah, it was It was just cool because, like, it was that day that, like, 
got to hang out with Mike Watkins and Jeremy Dale and Kelly Yates and Brian Smith and Janet Lee, and I was just like, fuck, this is awesome. This is super, and yeah. now I just do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, we're so close to getting paid. Just to do yeah, that. We're so close to getting money to just be like, you see these cool people that do, that do stuff that's like way cooler than shit we do? Yeah, we get paid just to talk to them. <laughs> you know, I don't think we've ever talked about that, though. And I'm going to turn the tables and start asking you guys some questions. Okay. No. Let's like, do, what, do you guys have aspirations to like, you know, kind of write or draw comics? Like, yeah. do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So, Chris, take this one because you're <laughs> you're kind of leading the front on this. Um. Yeah. So I I you know somewhat um because you've talked to Spencer about the comic book that he's trying to work on. Yes. Um. We've gotten um. So the, all the guys in my band, um, all the podcast guys, um, the uh, Spencer and Daryl. And a bunch of other people we know that are creatives. We're all trying to uh, start a production company slowly, uh-huh. um, because we realize that with all of our talents put together, we have what we need to do. Kickstarters all in house. Yes. And uh, and so that is kind. Of, I don't know. That's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying. I think everybody is creative, and we're just trying to reach up the ladder until somebody grabs our hand. Right. So if that's music, if that's podcasting, if that's writing, you know, um, whatever that is, that's what we want to do. You know, all, all three of us do write comics. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Nobody's gotten published yet. Uh, it's That one's on its way. Um, I harp on that a lot because uh, Chris has something that he's been writing that's, that yeah. I've been super proud of. That looks good. Yeah, I mean, like, Fingers I, crossed. he... He doesn't seem to have as much faith in it as I do, which is kind of funny. Well, it's- <laughs> well that's I mean, like uh, you know, if if you're an artist or a musician or whatever, it seems like you fall into two camps, right? You're either super ego and like you know your shit doesn't stink and you won't believe anything anybody has to say, or you're completely self defeatist and like you think it's yeah. garbage before it even gets out of your head. I have this this I have the worst imposter the worst imposter syndrome ever. Because I've gotten the chance to do a lot of legitimately cool stuff, and uh-huh. it's just like when you're doing like we did the Star Wars panel at NC Comic Con to a packed house, and it's just yeah. like why, why why are we doing this? This is just we're a bunch of dudes that talking to a microphone on the internet, and like a couple dozen people listen to us. When I saw a table card with my name on it, with the NC Comic Con logo on it, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> How did we BS our way into this? Like, I still feel like I'm in a Little Rascals uh, episode where I'm just, I'm not an adult. I'm just two kids yeah. in a trench coat. In a trench coat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, no shit, Smitty. When I, like, I walked into the space before everybody else did for the for the Star Wars panel. Uh-huh. And I saw, like, and they don't know this. I've never told them this. I saw my name tag, or my name placard sitting there, and I did the Ed Lover Come on, son. I was like, no shit. Did that when I saw my name placard. I was like, that ain't real. Come on, son. Yeah. Remember, I walked into the armory and I was like, guys, you gotta come see this. That's awesome. They're like, what is it, big? Yeah. I was like, uh huh. Well, and um, I, I don't know. You are, you live in a different, a slightly different side of Greensboro than I do socially, but they definitely overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like there's there's another thing too where it's like I don't know like my band has opened up for Surfer Blood we were um, supposed to open up for um, Plain White Tees right no that was no Red, uh, red, red, um, red Jumpsuit red jumpsuit we, yeah we opened up for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus we were supposed to open up for We Might Be Scientists but they couldn't wow. but they uh, 
couldn't do. We are scientists. We are yeah, scientists. scientists. Yeah, yeah they're, they're on. To, they're on Coheed's label. Yeah, but they had to play Letterman, so they had to drop. <laughs> so like, didn't you guys open for Diarrhea Planet too? Uh, no, Space Bear, not Harrison Ford. I don't know, but <laughs> Cucumbers or Harrison Ford Mustang. So one of those bands. Um, but so it's it's cool because I've got a lot of cool opportunities, but I feel like part of it is with the culture of Greensboro, there are so many genuinely creative people and intelligent people, and it's just like you can't talk about those things because people get like like eye rolly. I roll, yeah, they're like, oh, look at you, you're yeah. so good. Or they get, like, weird jealousy, or, like, there's just so much, so much weird personality. Because it's hard to get culture. success, in a, yeah, in a creative industry, and if somebody else gets success, and you don't, and you think you're, you know, just as good as they are, or whatever, and, like, yeah. you just happen to either not be good at networking, or just not cut your break, or whatever it may be, like, you can, you can see those people just be like, oh, yeah. that son of a bitch. And I, and I don't know, and there's so many people who are so much better at what they do that are around me that it just I don't know it just I think that's kind of where that imposter syndrome stems from because like can't really talk about it or, you know I hear you man it's it's always I mean it's difficult to uh, I've always had a hard problem with kind of the marketing of what I do it's like I do what I do and I I, I hope the work stands on its own I'm not the best like uh, networker in the world yeah and you know I'm not like super active on social media I'm not uh you know, I don't even have a banner when I go to shows for crying out loud. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I, I totally we get. At least get you a banner. I know. Oh you know. Oh my god! I'll make it out of poster board. <laughs> Just get you a trifold, like science fair board. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A ha- no, a happy birthday banner that just says Smitty and the sparkly letters that just hang down. With Maybe just a couple of balloons. Yeah. yeah, just a couple of balloons. That's all. Oh. I need. Oh my god! And just have just enough helium to where it floats right behind you. Yeah. Oh, that'd <laughs> be amazing. You know what I will say is, I, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite, where I'm really good at marketing stuff and bad at just actually doing things. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and but I think part of that is because um, like I recognize the need to market stuff, like especially playing music. Yes. And things like that, like everybody has the same Kinko's banner. So, yep. like, if you just have a bunch of balloons that spell out your name, like, people are going to notice that. And it's cheaper. Yeah. You know? And it's $10 funny. $10, to be specific. 10 bucks. For, yeah. No shit. Like sparkly letters, like you were talking no about? No shit. No, how much for balloons that will spell? Because I know they have letter balloons. I've they seen, do also I've have s- letter balloons. I've seen them. You know? Oh, what up? I don't know. Okay. I just went out we're for good. a second. Okay. Smitty, we're going to do both of those things for you. But we have to have oh. two, three sets, one for each day because yes. the helium yeah. will go down. Yeah. So we'll and figure that out. Mylar ain't cheap. For like <laughs> and then the letter banner and then poster board. I, yeah. Oh my God, no. Sarah, science fair fucking project board. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. The oh, trifold. I didn't hear. Sorry. I don't listen fucking to you. Fucking morons. I don't so, like you. So, so I don't listen. It, um, no, go for it. Fuck. One of my jobs in high school uh, was actually I worked for a party decorator. <laughs> nice. Which means I had to get up at like five in the morning and jump in a van and drive around with helium tanks and go blow up balloons for parties all over the place. Yeah. And uh, the, the ribbons that they use for the balloons are like it's metal. It's a mylar ribbon. Right. So I, like one of the first days I was on the job, like we blew some extra balloons. They didn't need them. My boss is like, oh, get them, go look, let them go outside. So I went outside to let him go, and I just let go of the strings. And I watched in slow motion as they, like, flew up and hit a transformer, like an electrical transformer. <laughs> and the thing exploded. Like, I blew up a transformer. 
there's a there's a wedding that was gonna start inside in like ten minutes. People come running outside, the thing's on fucking fire. And my boss was like, get in the van, get in the van, and we just ran away. <laughs> we just fled the scene of the crime. Oh my god, that's amazing. I know. It was insane. Lesson learned. I did that for like three or four years, all through high school and into college. It was a fun job. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so dope. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I love that so much, but I just love that so. That's great. Much. The same year I did that, I was also working. I had two jobs at the same time. I was working at a Carvel, an ice cream parlor. Okay. And uh, the two there was two other jackass kids that I worked with at the Bloom place, and they showed up one night and like, yo, we need a lot of you know ice cream. I'm like, okay. So, like, they had me write, like, happy birthday dickhead on a cake. And, like, like they took, like, like flying saucers and pints of ice cream and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, that'll be, like, uh, $47. Like, we don't have any money. And I'm like, oh, man. So, I, <laughs> I did the thing where, like, I pretended to ring them up and, like, you know, just handed them change. And then they left with all this stuff. And the next day I got fired. My boss, uh, the lady I was working with, told my boss. Oh, the worst part about this story is that I had this awesome Carvel, like, collared shirt with, like, Carvel embroidered on it. I loved it. And they made me give it back like I got drummed out of the military. <laughs> they made me give the Carvel shirt back, man. And I was like, oh, God, can I keep the shirt? I'm like, no, you can't keep the shirt. <laughs> so just to be like, I lost it. You can't keep the shirt. Okay. If not, if you don't give the shirt back, Tom Carvel shows up at your front door with a yeah. gun. Yeah. the whale. Give me the shirt back. Cookie Puss. All those guys. Give me the shirt so back, a good cookie puss will break your fucking legs. Yeah. You'll be sleeping, you'll be sleeping with Fungi the Whale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done riffing on Carvel. That's good. That's, that's a good synergy. Like, two jobs that work together really well. Yes. Yeah. Balloon blowing. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I should have been to, like, clown college. It would have been better off. You're well on your way to making it now. Yeah, yeah. Ice cream and balloons. I just got to learn how to juggle, and I'm all set. And drive. Because you got to drive the <laughs> Circle. I don't think uh, I don't think clown cars are street legal. So <laughs> you're good. Yeah. You don't even have to drive it. Just slam yourself in the back with 32 other clowns. You're yeah, fine. I can do that. It's like I think it's kind of like driving a uh, a big wheel, right? Like you <laughs> did, did anyone Tykes car? Did anyone else just have the image in their head of like 20 clowns piling out of a uh, out of a clown car and then just Smitty no makeup just stepping out of the clown car behind them because that's what I just had it's just shit tons of clowns piling out of a car and then Smitty just like god damn it was tight in there just, just walking out he's got a box of books to take to a show <laughs> yeah <laughs> comes out with a short box thanks guys see you Sunday yeah <laughs> we're gonna need a ride home <laughs> oh that's so good oh, oh. man so, Phil um, Jessica to turn the oven off. <laughs> I don't know who Jessica is. I just... <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to regroup. Chris, say something it's so Jessica I don't Jessica Rabbit talk. in clown makeup. Um, <laughs> I mean, what we were talking about before, about, like, you know, writing and drawing and all that stuff. Yeah. That's it's a lot easier to get your stuff seen now more than ever. You know, just... Anything you can put up online and get a, a following that way, you know, is it's it's just as valid as like you know putting a book out in a store, you know, if not more so. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I think a lot of people get hung up on the fact that like, oh, uh, you know, I don't have the money to get this printed or whatever. But really, it's just you know, it's a matter of uh, time and effort and just putting you know 
putting your best work out there and hopefully uh, you can start developing an audience for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I am astonished at how accessible um, the industry is just by way of conventions. Oh, dude, you know, the weird thing is, like most creators, we spend a lot of time in a dark room by ourselves. You know, it's, it's, it's a pretty lonely existence. You, you, you get a deadline, you got to crank out like 20 pages a month or whatever and you know, it's like your social life kind of falls apart and you, you just kind of work a lot. Yeah. So most pros that I know love talking to people because we don't get to see anybody ever. Yeah. <laughs> so when, you're, when you're at a convention and you actually get to like see people that actually might know your work or have enjoyed something you did, it's, it's, it's great. Come here, boy. Who's president? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's like I kind of I see that go on at cons a lot where uh, people that clearly aren't super type A. They're not very extroverted people. Like, mm -hmm. they hit the con floor uh, as, like, artists and stuff with booths. Like, and you see that they're not really that type of person, but, like, yeah. they just talk up a fucking storm. And yep. it's just because, like... Especially yeah, Friday. Yeah, like, because everybody, like, all of those people are just stuck in fucking tiny rooms at a table or at a desk yep. for hours a day with no sunlight and too much coffee. Yeah, so... And yep. I, I think a lot of the fans are too. Yeah, same. Because a lot of you know most people that are into nerdy stuff are work are flying a desk all day. Yeah. yeah. And probably don't relate very well with their coworkers. Right. You know. Unless you're like me, I I work in a job with the public constantly. So mm -hmm. usually by the time the con comes along, I'm pretty quiet. It's like, what do you say, Colin? I I don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever. I have, I have like, just such a weird relationship with my job and being a nerd at my job, and that's... You're surrounded by rednecks. Yeah, like, I... Just, There's yeah, a reason basically. why we talk a lot at work. Yeah, no, like, and the, the thing is that, like, I'm surrounded by people at work all the time as well, but, like... That that shit is not me talking to people at work about fucking Batman. Like, right. to, yeah. In fact, like one of the guys the other day I talked to, like a conversation about Batman came up, and he told me, "Fuck Batman, he's not even a real guy. Chuck Norris is a real dude, so he'd kick Batman's ass." What? And I was just like, "No, he wouldn't." Just fucking, are you like, uh, what? no? Like, this is the stupidest thing that you could yeah. have said. And he was just like, "No, I only." A, a fake character doesn't count in a fight. And I was just like, that's why it's a goddamn fake scenario. Like, you, that's like being like Genghis Khan versus Bruce Lee. Like, that's never going to fucking happen. It's a hypothetical. They're both yeah. real people, though. Who cares? They're also both dead. Smitty, do you, when, you're, when you're working at, because I've never worked at a comic book publisher. Mm -hmm. When you're when you're working at a comic book publisher, do the conversations about Batman start to become work, and then the conversations that you would normally have with the coworkers be the kind yeah, of like, conversations? We all just like sneak away to talk about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mortgage rates? No. <laughs> Will somebody please talk to me about the weather? <laughs> oh the, the funny thing is about that, like you you will end up having conversations like, serious conversations about, like, well, no, the Hulk would definitely beat the thing. Like, that's no no, no doubter. And somebody else would be like, what are you, crazy? The thing would definitely beat the Hulk. And then you have to sit there and figure it out because you're in charge of these stupid characters and make sure, like, you know, that the stories make sense and all that jazz. But, yeah, it's, uh, you, have, you end up having some weird conversations. But, like, 
every once in a while, like you'll you'll crack a smile because you realize that like this is your job and it's you know it's your job to take this stuff seriously. But it's so ridiculous. Yeah. So like <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it was a fun gig. I did I worked for like five years at Marvel. I did a year at DC, and I also worked at Nickelodeon for a year, which wow. was also a pretty fun gig. Yeah. So your resume is just like fucking stacked. I don't know. You know, I worked at Carvel. I got fired. <laughs> like. I have all these lifetime accomplishments and achievements that are just dope, but like, I got fired from Carvel, and that still hurts. That's a black mark on my record. Did you ever get slimed at Nickelodeon? No, never slimed. Although when I was working there, uh, Gak was a thing. Yes, I miss Gak. Oh, I stained so many carpets in my bed. Yeah, so there was a lot of lot of Gak flying around. Guys, just walking through the office, just fucking randomly chucking at each other, like, "Hey, Phil." <laughs> what is, so that was so that was around the height of the like vomit jokes, snot rocket, Nickelodeon kind of stuff. Then, if Gak was around, right? Gak was still there. Like was Gak it, was just everywhere in the office. Was this like, like ninety eight, ninety nine? I would assume. Let's see. I remember all that shit. I worked in uh, no. I was there like I think I was at Nickelodeon in two thousand three. Okay. Gak was still around in 03? They, had, a, they say, had to have had a surplus of that like shit. In the like office, in the office, there was just boxes of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. and I do remember yeah. they did relaunch it at some point. Yeah, I was there in 2003. 2003 to 2004, around there. Yeah, okay. I remember when it came out in 896? 93, 94, maybe? Something like that. So, yeah, I really did stain my parents' carpet with that so, shit. So, Speaking of like workplace com- conversations, I can I can imagine what the corporate culture at Marvel would be or at DC would be, but like, is Nickelodeon like, is it serious or is everybody just cutting up? Like, I can't. It's. I mean, I worked at Nickelodeon in New York. It was a Nickelodeon okay. Creative Resources. So like, the animation studio is all out in California. Like, all the cartoons are made there. Yeah. But everything else that has to do with running the business takes place in New York. So all the packaging. Uh, commercials, uh, uh, some of the animation, like, you know, uh, I think Blue's Clues was actually done in New York. Did okay. you meet and Stick Stickly? No, I never met, uh, I never met Pick Boy or, uh, any of them. That was, like, the, uh, that was later on. That was, like, You Decide. I forget what the name of that show was. But, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, all these places were pretty fun. Definitely the most buttoned up place I worked was DC for that, that year. That was, uh, that was fairly corporate. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, people are expected to show up on time and, uh, you know. <laughs> that's, that's the fucking caveat. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Duly noted. Nickelodeon, you can just show up two hours late and they're like, hey, what's up, Brian? Yeah. Not like, much. I just slammed a cream pie in my mom's face. <laughs> and they're like, okay, cool. It's acceptable. You're like, Marvel, when I first started at Marvel, it was, uh, it was during, like, one of their bankruptcies. So it was pretty, like, it was pretty fun. Like, there was a lot of people, like, just, there was a lot of, like, weirdos, like, true, straight up, like, these people couldn't exist anywhere else except for inside this comic book company. Like, people sleeping under their desks and, like, you know, just, like, people hanging out the windows. It was weird. (laughs) It was a a fun place. And then little by little over the course of, like, their kind of, like, I worked there when the first X-Men movie came out. And, like, that was, like, a sign of, like, oh, wow, we're, we're going to be a big deal. Like, you know, this is going to be, uh, be, like, a profitable company again. Yeah. And uh, I helped launch, like, the Ultimate line when I was there. That was, like, the office I worked in. Yeah, I just read that yesterday, actually, because I was like, oh. we're, having, we're having Smitty on. I've never, because we research guests, and I was like, I don't know that whole, lot, whole much about what Smitty's done. But you did, like, a decent amount of Ultimate stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, let's see, Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, The Ultimates with Hitch and, and Mark Miller. That was a ton of fun. Um, Did you? I would assume you helped build the Bible of that universe then. Honestly, I, I did a lot of sitting down and shutting up and learning like, from those guys. Like Hitch and Mark Miller, when they, when they started firing on all cylinders on that book, they were untouchable, man. It was just like, you know, you, you watch what they're doing and, like, it's, it still resonates today because a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is based on what they did in that on that run of Ultimates, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. So, How much yeah. is Bendis as wordy in person as he is on the page? Yes. That's a legit question. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a talker, man. He's funny as hell. Like, uh, I only got to meet him in person, like, maybe once or twice, but uh, we were on a bunch of conference calls. Ralph talked to him a lot. Um, my boss was Ralph Macchio at that time, not the Karate Kid Ralph Macchio, the Marvel Comics editor. Very aware of who Ralph Macchio yeah. <laughs> oh, Please, for the love of God, just let me believe that you had the Karate Kid as your boss. <laughs> just let the illusion live. So, because I had like an art background, uh, I ended up doing a lot of the talking, like giving notes back to the artists and all that stuff. And Ralph handled a lot of talking to the writers. Uh, it's kind of like he was he was more comfortable doing that, and he was really old school, man. He was. Like one of the only ties to like vintage Marvel that was still in the building uh, when I left. You know, he worked there when Stan was there. He worked there like you know through the entire Jim Shooter through the eighties. Wow. You know, so he had a ton of awesome stories. Really funny stuff. Yeah. God, that's that's awesome. crazy. Oh. One time I had Howard Jake bent over it. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 evil Storenko feed. I don't know if you ever. Jim Stranko got on Twitter and he started telling all these crazy stories about how he stole cars and like you know, like random stuff from his past. He was like a circus strongman or a, yeah. a magician. <laughs> Storico yeah. is a nut job. He yeah. played um, yeah. in a band that played with Bill Haley in the comments. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. Storenko wrote a book, literally wrote the book on magic, and there are card tricks named after Storenko. Wow. Like that's how good he was. Also, I met that guy. Awesome and batshit crazy in the yes. best way. He has an he is he is hundred and eighty years old and has the fucking handshake of a I was gonna ask you shit hand, yeah. He like kids break bones. Stranko was at Heroes, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, and Chaken was at was at NC. Oak City. Oak City. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. But like just I met Stranko and he was just like the most awesome, crazy old man. And yeah. I loved it. It was so much fucking fun talking to the guy. And, like, I actually, I gave him a card for the podcast, and he was like, yeah, I'll get in touch with you when I have something to promote. And I was like, <laughs> and, like, it scared me a little bit. I was like, are you going to find me? Like, are you just going to show up at my house and be like, hey, kid, I remember I got this card, and I brought all my stuff, and we're sitting outside, yeah. and I figured I'd just come in, and I brought the elephant from the circus because we yeah. had to free it because this is the last year we have them. So I figured I'd just come and put him in your backyard, and I brought this bear, too. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how I view Storenko. Yeah. I never, I, I never got to work with, with Jim. I, I did get a chance at Marvel to work with a bunch of old school dudes that I was very happy to have uh, gotten a chance to work with, like uh, John Buscema and uh, John Romita Sr. Um, nice. Guys, guys that were, like, you know, hugely influential on me, um, you know, when I was growing up. Those were the yeah. reading. And, uh, oh, yeah, and, uh, I don't know if you guys heard. Unfortunately, uh, Jack Davis passed away this week. Yeah, oh. I had heard that. I, 91 years old, still working, man. It's crazy. Wow. Well, yeah, when you, it's... It's got to be easy, in co easier in comic books to keep working. If I mean, if you, he's like one of these like you know guys. He does movie posters. I mean, he's done everything in his career. Yeah. Uh, you know, so 
I think he still had the chops. And as long as you could keep doing what you're doing, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to be in demand because people are going to, you know, know who you are. Yeah, yeah. And if you're still having fun, there's no reason to yeah. stop. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I hope Drew Struzan continues to draw. Yes. And illustrate until he's 80, 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do the poster for Stranger Things? Or is that just like somebody doing a Drew Struzan? It's a very Struzan ish. Right, okay. Struzan-esque, yeah. like. I want to talk about that show now. Oh, uh, don't. Oh, don't. I've, only watched, I've only watched the first episode. Oh, oh you cunts! Fucking it! I've been, I've been, I've been just mainlining BoJack. I gotta get through BoJack first. Fuck Bo. Okay, BoJack's good. That's. Um, yeah. Just another question, Smitty. Where's the lamp? What? <laughs> what? That you made these wishes on to have a career? I thought you, I thought you were. The first comic I ever self-published that I, I brought, the first time I went out to San Diego as a freelancer and, like, you know, with uh, big hopes of, like, you know, like, selling something or, like, you know, uh, getting a comic off the ground and making it work, it was something called Wishful Stinking. And it was about a kid who accidentally swallows a genie. It's every time, every time he farts, the genie comes out of his ass. Like, oh my god, did you read Wishful Stinking? Like, there's only ten copies of that in the whole world. Next time time you see Rob, tell him about that. He's got a similar idea. Wishful Stinking. That's awesome. So, you're doing a lot of all ages comics. How did did you. What what made you decide to go that route? Or did it just kind of happen? When I sit down to, like, you know, to to just come up with things or when I doodle characters or whatever, it, that's just what comes out. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, aim for a certain, like, uh, age range. I guess, uh, to some degree, I'm pretty selfish. Like, I, I really do want everybody to be able to read my stuff. Uh, I want little kids to enjoy it. I want your grandma to enjoy it. Like, I want people to be able to look at the stuff and kind of, like, be as inclusive as, as possible. Um, so, I guess, to some degree, like, I, I try to... I try to come up with ideas that I think will play across, you know, uh, uh, gender and age and whatever else. But uh, really, it's just, you know, that's, that's, that's my bag. You know, it's, uh, I try to come up with, like, scary stuff. I try to come up with, like, you know, more adult sci-fi things. And then I end up drawing, you know, frogs that want to be delivery birds. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smitty, I just got completely fucking sidelined because I looked up your Wishful Stinking comic. Uh-huh. And like I see the the blue cover with the genie lamp and all that yeah. shit. Do you know how much that fucking comic goes for right now? No. Fifty fucking dollars, dude. No way. Yes, That's, I'm looking no at shit. it. Yeah. Number one, fifty dollars. Forty nine twenty four. Wow. For your, From, um, for your issue one of Wishful Stinking, it's fifty bucks, dude. Wow, he's Alex. Yeah. And it says it says early work by Brian Smith, stuff of legend co creator. Yeah. And it's from, uh, the seller is Cyberspace Comics. Bro, you made it. Wowie zowie, that's weird, man. I didn't think anybody even had copy of that. Well, that fucker does. <laughs> and he's selling it for 50, 50 bucks. bucks. So. Uh, I gotta thank my mom for bidding on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. I just saw that and, like, my jaw hit the floor and I was like, good Jesus, that is... I wish anything pricey. I've done was worth $50. Like... <laughs> I've 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 made paintings that I don't think are worth fifty bucks. Jesus, wow. that's that's uh, awesome, dude. That's well, thanks, awesome. man. That's crazy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look that up later. That's so cool. Yeah, we'll send you the link. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Or we'll put it up in the show notes and people could go buy it. Sweet. Wait, no, you're not getting any fucking money off of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I'm going to start putting copies up at like $48. There you go. <laughs> Just new Just copies. start undercutting. <laughs> yeah. Just tank his market and do a reprint. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, dude, like it's uh, it's it's kind of cool being able to have you on because we we did we did a mini episode with Smitty a while back uh, yeah. after we went to Free Comic Book Day, but we Which, never got it. Posted. Ironically, he didn't live in Greensboro, yeah. and that was in person. Yeah. <laughs> Which now I'm just getting sick. <laughs> I could have like sent a drone over to your to your place with a camera on it. Oh and- god. I- <laughs> shot it down with a t-shirt gun um <laughs> we still need uh, to get a t-shirt let's talk about the mini episode you're saying yeah but it was it, it was a very interesting thing doing that mini episode because it was a format that we really enjoyed but we never got to finish the episode and we just put the ipad in the middle of the table at geeksboro and people just started coming over and just talking to us without even realizing we were recording yeah and it was just really fun just to be there and be like I'm sitting with my friend, Brian Smith, who a lot of these people don't realize is a comic book creator, and I'm just recording a conversation with him mm-hmm. as if it doesn't matter, as if it like nobody it was, gives yeah, a shit. It was cool. Everybody it was just, just super talking. fun, and yeah, I just like I, I just really enjoyed that, and it was just like a nice little po- like moment of nostalgia where I was like, "Fuck, man, we got to do this forever ago," but like, it just kind of fluidly happened. It was fu- it was super fun, and I'm glad we cool. got to do that. What uh, what switching gears again? What what other stuff do you have uh, coming up? Let's see. Hmm. Well, I'm working on a new creator-owned thing right now that like I, I literally have just started putting the pieces together. But I think it could be pretty funny. And it's actually it, it is technically like an all ages thing, but it's probably going to skew a little older. Uh, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. It's called Party Ghosts. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah. Okay. It's a I think, I think I'm going to try and do it as an online, uh, you know, as a web-only thing at first, and then collect it in print and see how that goes. I've never done, like, a, like a weekly um, uh, webcomic before. Yeah. So it's something I've always wanted to tinker with because, like, I, it's, sometimes it's difficult to, like, squeeze in, like, an entire, like, you know, 22 or 32-page story in the middle of all the other work you got to do. But just banging out, like, a page a week for something and, like, you just get on a dedicated track you know, doing that once a week, I think I could handle that pretty easily Yeah. with all the other junk that comes up. But it's, it's basically the story about a guy who inherits uh, his great uncle's apartment. It's in this building that's like this super like high rise, you know, beautiful old building. And uh, it's secretly run by like a cabal of wizards and witches that want to retire quietly. And they've locked up these party ghosts in the basement and this guy lets them out. <laughs> so, that's... Yeah, so they just Hilarious. party all the time, and like they're they're constantly getting into like these weirdo, you know, paranormal scenarios. Is it like that scene in Casper where they sing "It's My Party"? I never saw Casper. Oh man, there's a there's a scene in, in the Casper movie where it's just they're all. You should. It's good research for that. Oh, Dude, cool! It's just a bunch of ghosts partying. It sounds Sweet. like a scene from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. That's yeah. what this sounds also, yeah. like. Also true. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a ghost whose uh, his name is Ghostash. He's just the ghost of a mustache. <laughs> He's like, it's like imagine if like Tom Selleck like shaved off his mustache at the height of his popularity, 
like that would, and the ghost of that mustache like is still around and like Tom Selleck's looking for it because it's like his career tanked after he shaved it off. Then there's, a, there's like a frat guy named uh, Bro Bro, and then there's a there's a pumpkin named Plumpkin. <laughs> She's real sassy, but yeah, it's fun. It's just like stupid characters and like you know just really like bizarro scenarios, very episodic in nature. You know, like a kind of like a you know Scooby Doo like puzzle of the week or whatever. And they they get into an adventure and then they gotta like you know get out of it. So your art style is kind of reflective of like um, '80s, like metal bands and like skate culture. At least yeah, a good portion of it um, is that much about product of my upbringing. Like you know, uh, like pop culture wise, like I, I absorb a ton of it, and I, I have very specific kind of uh, ideas of what I think is cool, and like you know, the things that I want to try to to, to work on. Uh, Visually, like the gnarlier, the better. Like I love, I love inking. I love doing bumpy, lumpy stuff. Madballs was great for that. Yeah, I think my favorite thing that I have in my in my Hellboy sketchbook right now is a tiny little one by one yellow post-it note of Hellboy that Brian drew <laughs> and just gave it to me, and he goes, "Ah, here," and I just I just put it I just put it in the book, and I was like, Brian Smith. Me and Jacob do that all the time because, like, we'll get like a sketch request, and both of us are like, we're too lazy to look it up online. So I'm like, dude, what does R two D two look like? And he's like, he's got one of these things. He's got a button over here. Like, oh, it's not. And that was like one of those things. Like, dude, what does Hellboy look like again? And he's like, oh, he's got the two. Hum- he's got this. He's got the goatee. He's got the the ponytail. Like, okay, got it, got it, got it. Little thumbnail in illustration. Yes. Yes. Oh god, it's so good. Man, like, I, love I that. cannot imagine. I guess sketches weren't what they are now before the internet, but I can't imagine having to just like have people request things without being able to look it up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It'd be like playing piano at a piano bar, where you're like, I don't know, this is kind of how it sounds. Yeah. I Last year at Free Comic Book Day, some kid, because I I wrote um, I wrote the book like the encyclopedia on Voltron, and like I wrote Voltron Force, the comic that was based on the cartoon at the time. Wait, you wrote an actual Voltron encyclopedia? Yeah, dude. That's I wrote, rad. I wrote yeah, it was on his booth at Heroes. <laughs> That's at least what one of the people who interviewed him at Heroes told me. Yeah. <laughs> so this kid this kid comes up to me at Free Conflict Day, and he's like, can you draw Voltron? And I'm like, motherfucker, Voltron is a bitch to draw. He's got like five lines. He's like five robots in one robot, man. <laughs> but whatever. So I spend like a half hour drawing Voltron for this kid. And like, you know, I'm just never ending it's so much detail and all this other junk and i give it to him and he's looking at me and he's like he's upset i'm like oh i'm sorry it's not a good drawing he's like no i asked for ultron oh the ultron the age of ultron movie just came out and i'm an idiot like (laughs) ultron i spent a half hour drawing voltron for this kid he wanted ultron Dude, last, uh, not this, not 2016, but the 2015 Free Comic Book Day, Chris and I were waiting in line to, to have Smitty do something for, for Chris, and we, we walked in, we walked into the fucking room where everybody's drawing, and Smitty is sitting there looking down, drawing something, and, like, me and Chris are sure, we are sure that he is working on a sketch for somebody else, and we just have to wait, like, five more fucking minutes for Smitty to get done. And then, like, like 15 fucking minutes went by, and I was just like, hey, Smitty, and 
Brian looks up and looks at it and he goes, oh, hey, guys. And I was like, Chris is next. And he goes, oh. And he looks down at the drawing and goes, well, come on over. Like, I was just fucking around with this thing. <laughs> and then, like, I look down and it's just this picture of this daredevil. And Smitty looks at me and goes, here, you can just have this. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my fucking living room or in my yeah. dining room right now. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Uh, speaking of which, that Howard the Duck duck hunt is hanging on my wall. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, thanks. For that. I think be, I need a I need a Smitty sketch. Please. I also have a uh, Smitty Black Adam in my Black Adam book. And yeah, it's, you do. It's he's roided rad. out as fuck. It's so great. Like every time people flip through that book, they get to Smitty's and they're like, "Wow, he's he looks mad." This is like, where yeah. we this is where we strong arm Smitty into making a new name redacted logo. Oh, <laughs> do it. I'm down. I'm doing it's it weird. now. Uh, it's like, I, I don't doing f- it publicly. Yeah. I don't do a lot of shows just because, like, uh, like I equate it to, like, my buddies Greg and Chris and Jacob, they do a ton of shows, and they, they draw, like, on command for people all the time. I They're like a touring band. I'm like a studio musician. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I am comfortable. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, shows are great. I love doing it, but, like, I, I guess I can always just sit there and say I'm a writer. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because when you were at the Minicon in Charlotte, like, you were just at the Acme booth. Yeah. And, like, I walked up and I was like, Smitty, are you fucking... Yeah, and it was a little post-it note that said Brian Smith. Yes. And, like, I just walked up and I was like, hey, man, are you drawing and shit today? No. Oh. uh, Will you? Yeah, fuck it. And just takes my book. That's my banner, that post-it note. I use that in all my shows. Can we talk about how weird the Artist Alley layout was this year at Heroes? Oh, uh, it was my first time there, so it, was it was it radically different than it normally It's not that it was radically different. It's just that the big giant number signs that denote aisles yes. were in the off middle. slightly. Yeah. So you didn't uh, know uh, if like you were on... 19 or 18. 19 or 18. Right, yeah. right, right. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I did because I was like, I don't know. That's because you were Starbucks cupping the entire time. Well, <laughs> yeah. That were you drunk the whole time? No, no, just I'm just teasing him. Days. I'm just teasing him. Just two out of three days. <laughs> I was alarmingly sober at Heroes Con this year. <laughs> I was... I, I, I don't know how this happened, but I went to my favorite con of the year and got into two screaming matches, which has never happened to me at conventions before. Wow. And, like, I, I by the last day, I was like, I give up. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. It was just so sad. Because I didn't want to do that. And then, uh, like, at the end of the day, I was like, I want to I wanna be drunk right now. Oh. <laughs> I didn't yell at you, did I? No. No. Oh, good. Not more than you usually not, not Yeah, like, no, oh. you yelled at me, but it was like a happy yelling. Okay. It was a very heartfelt and loving yell. Good. Good. Yeah. good. Uh, That's what you want to like. pick some things? Yeah. Um, we're going to do a round of picks and plugs. Um, and, uh, I guess I can start it off this week. Um, my, <laughs> my pick is a, uh, YouTube, z- uh, video series. Uh, it, I, I don't know the exact title of it, but you can search it. It's Cot Damn It Elizabeth. Um. It's basically this dude just harassing his girlfriend. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like, so this. Wait, is that the one with the chick that eats the donuts and the... Hold on, hold on. Okay, We're getting okay. to it. I think I know what you're So, about. uh. This dude, his girlfriend wants to get into better shape, and she lives with her mom, and her boyfriend is a trainer, so she asks her boyfriend to move in and be her trainer. 
Um, and it literally is just him basically griefing her on Vine videos. And the best part about it is that there are interspersed Pokemon Go moments. And it's just so beautiful because, like, he's chasing her around outside after she gets out of a club drunk as shit. And she's got a whole bottle of rum. And she runs over to the side of bushes. And he's like, are you fucking playing Pokemon Go right now? And she's like, yeah. And she starts shaking the bottle of rum at the bushes. And he's like, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm trying to lure a Dragonite out. And he goes, what are you trying to, are you trying to get them Poco West, like wasted? What the fuck are you doing? And she's like, this is how you do it. Just, <laughs> it's just, it's beautiful. And is, it's so is, good. Is that is that the same one where she pays the chick to wear her clothes? No, no, it's a different one. But like, but I think that my favorite one I've seen so far was he he forces his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom to go on a run and he's like chasing them in his car and the girl like his girlfriend stops in the middle of the run and like she's just like bent over sucking wind and her mom is still running and the boyfriend rolls up and he goes i don't know what's more embarrassing the fact that your mom is beating you or the fact that i caught you in a honda it's just so fucking beautiful but everybody who who likes that kind of shit, please go check out God Damn It Elizabeth because it is really really funny. And, Excellent. Uh, that's that's mine for the week, Chris. Oh, Colin. Or Colin. I'm still uh, thinking. Mine's Ballers. It's a HBO TV show with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Rob Corddry. Uh, is that good? It's awesome. I got stuck. Oh. I I had nothing to do yesterday between like when I woke up and 6 p.m. to go to work. Uh-huh. So I just kind of binged on the first season. It is really compelling, really fascinating. Uh, if you ever had any interest in the wealth management field of professional <laughs> sports, uh-huh. um, I just dropped my headphone and I still can't put it in because <laughs> I'm an awkward fuck. Um, can't hear anything. It's it's good. Cool. I really like it. It's really interesting. Um, it's got the rock in it. Yeah, can't and it's bad. got it's got Dwayne the Brock Johnson. Yep. So that's it. Yeah. Have I picked Veep before? I don't think Have so. No, but I just started watching In the Loop, the movie that those guys did in between their UK TV show and yeah. and Veep, and it's just as good. Yeah. It's not as so funny. Yeah. It's more dry. What's oh, Veep? Yeah. Do you not know Veep? I don't know what Veep. Is. So Veep is um it is a TV show. It's on HBO. It's got uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus and she is that is that the red name? Julie, I Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, okay. And uh, so she plays the vice president of the United States, as inspired by Sarah Palin. And oh, uh, she's not God. that bad. She's not at, she's not as bad, but it is definitely definitely draws inspiration from Sarah Palin. Definitely a lack of self awareness. Yeah, for sure. And and she is far more concerned with her her numbers than her politics. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's. It's. I think it won. Um, it's won several Emmys. Yeah, yeah, but it's is one of those shows that a lot of people just don't know about, and it's it's hilarious, and you should watch it from the beginning because it's, and and the other thing is it, it's it's comedic, but it has like the pacing of like The West Wing, so it's just like four people talking at her, just joke, 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 and it's all it's dry, but just so fast paced. Yeah, because oh. there is a show that those the creator of that show did in the UK. It's got Peter Capaldi in it, and then they took those same characters that were in the UK version of that of the UK show, made a movie called In the Loop that's got yeah. all the characters from 
that original UK show, the name's escaping me. And it's got a couple of the people who were in, who ended up being in Veep yeah. in it. And it's got, like, Peter Capaldi uh, and... Um, who played Tony Soprano? His name escapes me. Seriously. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. You Thank you, Smitty, yeah. with the assist. Yeah. Word. Um, it is... It's on Netflix right now. Yeah. And if you can do a little bit of reverse engineering and find the UK yeah. show, it's Sweet. very I'll similar. Check that out. Oh, also, Veep's got great... Like, you know how you watch a show and it's got a bunch of character actors and you're like, man, these guys are awesome. Yeah, just a ton of people that are in other stuff that are just really good. Cool. Yeah. Smitty, you got a pick? Something people should go out and actively uh, try to try to get down with? Huh. Let's see. I've really been enjoying uh, Paper Girls from Image. Yeah, uh, I've heard that's really good. Yeah, that's a fantastic comic. Uh, issue seven just came out, and uh, if you're, I was reading this book, but um, people are already saying like it, it was kind of like it's it's a lot like Stranger Things, uh, at least like the time era and like you know the uh the, it's a bunch of kids and well i don't know anything about stranger things don't tell me but paper girls is awesome and if you like one uh people say you're gonna like the other uh also i'm watching the wire man i never watched the wire before yeah oh. i'm I've on been, season two it's really good i i've been thinking about going back and like because i didn't watch that i didn't watch breaking bad dude the wire is like widely seen as maybe the best it's TV show. Probably of all time. one of the best TV shows of all time. Yeah, it's so. it, you know, and I I think I avoided it for a very long time because of that because it was like it's the best show ever. And I'm like I don't believe you. So <laughs> no, I'm like that too, dude. I'm yeah, uh, and like I walked into that show at the wrong moment because my dad had told me about how great the show was and how it was yeah. like the most accurate representation of of police work and all this shit. Yeah. And I happened to walk in on the scene where the entire scene what is just two way, guys saying fuck. So oh, oh yeah, 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 that was great. Like, well, I watched it and I looked at my dad and I was like, this, this is fucking realistic. <laughs> and my dad goes, this is not an act. I was like, no, no more talking. I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I tapped out immediately. But the show is fantastic. Yeah, it really. I, I was, I'm pleasantly surprised and impressed by how great it is. You, I'm going to go watch it now. Uh, season it's, five is probably the weakest. Yeah. That's well, what I think. Yeah, that's what people are telling me. They season said season two three is okay. Yeah. Um, they said there's a season like in the school system that's amazing. Season and then four. Yeah. It's incredible. Right. Like season one and season two have very little to do with each other except for a couple of B stories. Yes. Season one and season three tie in really well okay. together. Season three gives a good leeway into season, gives a good segue into season four. Uh-huh. And season five is really just kind of tying up loose ends. Cool. You see, yeah. each um, each season has a certain point of view. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, season one is a point of view from the project. Season two is a point of view oh, from nice. the white working nice. class, the white yeah. blue-collar class. Okay. Season three... So it's got, like, a pseudo-anthology kind of feel to it. Kind of, but they're all connected. Right. Yeah. Season three is more about... is more on the criminal side of things. Season four is from the crippling, crumbling school system. And season five is more about the death of print. Right. Nice. News. That's so, awesome. I mean, it's... Okay. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Incredible. It was. It was. Yeah. My my mom liked it, and the hipsters liked it, and that's usually a good indication that something is good. Your mom's <laughs> got incredible taste. So my mom does have good taste and bad taste too. But <laughs> <laughs> isn't that it's everyone? Kinda, there's yeah. there's no middle ground. She likes Tyler Perry movies and Breaking Bad. Right? Uh, <laughs> You said Tyler Perry, and like my whole body went into spasm. I was just like, "Fuck that guy." So it's pretty easy to pick up on what's good and what's not. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, plugs. We got, do we have plugs? I don't know. No plugs. plugs. I don't think. I've got my usual plugs. 
Yeah. She's got plug. Hop on a mic. Yeah, pick that one up. I'm running a half marathon Labor for day weekend. <laughs> Put it in your face. <laughs> running a half marathon Labor Day weekend to raise money for St. You have yourself muted? You have yourself muted. Go ahead. Let's try that again. One more time. I'm running a half marathon. Labor Day weekend. Here, just get on Collins. God damn. We have ruined this for everyone. God damn it, Olivia. God damn it, Olivia. I gotta go. I'll I'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm running a half marathon Labor Day weekend to raise money for St. Jude's. Um, I've actually hit my fundraising goal, but it's for children's cancer research. So the more money that we can raise, the better. God damn it, Collins with our douche flute. Just blowing. Nobody blowing knew until you said all something. Over the they table. definitely did. Drawing yeah. this out. Help Olivia raise money for sick children. And yeah. we will have the link in the show notes. Uh, any money is helpful. Uh, yes. Because uh, cancer research. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Smitty, for coming in and joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll do this of again course. soon. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, We'll find out what the what the release dates of the of the stuff you have coming out are, and we'll put those in show notes as well. Um, I had fun today. I hope everybody else had fun listening. I had fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as always, I'm Alexander Fulmer. I'm Chris Nielsen. And I'm Colin Norris. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, and go out and touch some butts. Boom. <laughs>